Hey, what's going on, champs? I'm Erin Deliosa. Welcome to an Immigrant's Life podcast, my podcast about immigrants and immigration and everything in between. Thank you for listening and downloading the show, and thank you for supporting my dad. Another week, another new episode. But before we talk about the episode, I want to check on you, my champs. I hope all is well with you. I hope you guys are doing well. Despite all the bad news in the world, COVID, the Ukraine situation, and whatever else is happening. I'm happy that you are here to join us, all things considered. I also want to thank you for subscribing to the podcast. And if you haven't, you can go ahead and do so. It really helps us spread our message and mission to more people out there. Also, if you want more on Immigrant's Life content, you can go and follow us on all the social media at An Immigrant's Life. Now, let's talk about the episode. Our guest this week is a young man who has made himself a social media superstar, who uses his power to help out his family and make people laugh online, which I think is a noble act. Additionally, I love talking to young people because of their incredibly positive and hopeful outlook. Some may call it naivete, but either way, I love hearing their perspectives in life. And I hope you feel the same way when you listen to this episode. And with that, without further ado, let's get into the show. Isa, dalawa, tatlo. Today's guest is an up-and-coming video creator that's as lovable as your Habibi. Everyone, please welcome Abdulaziz Sharipov. Hi, guys. Uh, my name is Abdulaziz Sharipov, but I go by Aziz because, you know, these Americans can't pronounce anything for their life. So it's Aziz, like disease, but with an A. Or like, you know, Aziz Ansari. I don't know mm. if you guys know him. Of course, man. Funny guy. I mean, he got in trouble for a bit there. but. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you doing, my man? You good? I'm great. I, I'm having a great day. Alhamdulillah, and God, yeah. Exactly, Alhamdulillah. Uh, by the way, thank you for coming on the podcast. I really, really do appreciate it. Of course, thank you for having me. Uh, it's my pleasure. Also, if you have something to promote, go ahead. Yeah, um, I have a TikTok page, and I'm close to a million, fo- 900,000 followers. Let's get there first. Uh, it's Habibi underscore reacts, where I just do skits sometimes, but mostly I react to movies and shows. But my Instagram, it's Aziz underscore Habibi underscore Sherpov. That's where I post like my skits, where I post pictures and, you know, with my photographer. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You have beautiful pictures, man. Who takes Thank the pictures? You. Yeah. Uh, my friend, uh, his, um, I always tag him. It's his tag. His name is Gary. Uh, it's um, my ta- You can check out his tag on my Instagram. Okay. Um, okay. It's like Ong something, but he's a, <laughs> he's a great photographer. He edits these things amazingly. When I say edits, I don't mean my face or anything. It's just the backgrounds. Everything else is natural. <laughs> so, yeah, let's talk about you. All right, no problem. So where was Aziz originally from? All right. Uh, I was born in a small village in Bukhara. Uh, it's called Rijdovan. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's a small t- village. Uh, I grew up in Rijdwan. I also lived in Tashkent, the city of Uzbekistan. So I spent half my time in Rijdwan and half my time in Tashkent mm. before I moved to America. Okay, so small town. Why did you guys move to the city? Uh, to Tashkent. Well, we've always lived in the city. We just like here and like we because my grandparents live in like Rijdwan, but then my parents lived in Tashkent. So mm. like that's why we always went back and forth. Oh, okay. I'm sure it's fun to go back to grandpa and grandma. Eh? Yeah. You get spoiled. Amazing. No, well, not the mostly the spoiled part. I just, I love them and I haven't seen them in a while. So every time mm. I go back, I always have a fun time. For sure. What are the things to do there? Uh, well, <laughs> people, when they think of Uzbekistan, because when people ask me where I'm from, I say Uzbekistan. This is where I make, in my Instagram, I make fun of it. These Americans, they say, do you mean Pakistan? And that upsets me. And then I'm like, that's not even close. And then I know you had my friend Dana over here from Kazakhstan. Mm. So uh, surprisingly, when it comes to Uzbekistan, people know Uzbekistan and they think of, oh, my God, is that where Borat's from? I'm like, 
Not even close. Borat, <laughs> in the movie, he's from Kazakhstan. You might have heard Uzbekistan because he hates Uzbekistan in the movie because the two countries have beef. But why is there beef? I have no idea. I don't like to get <laughs> I have no clue. I just watched the movie. I don't think it's an actual. Like, I think it's because, like, uh, honestly, I have no clue. Okay, wait, is this in real life beef or is just in the movie Borat? Uh, in in the movie, he just makes fun of oh, us okay, in the okay, movie. Because okay. yeah, he calls us he calls us um, really bad things, and <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> but at the same time, it's not funny. I know. I shout out to Dana, by the way, my girl. Yeah, she's awesome. Great. She's amazing. But yeah, like we talk about that on her episode, that most people knows it was a satire. But still, that character sticks, and it hurts. Yeah, you know. Thankfully, which Uzbekistan wasn't used because you know what I mean? Like, yeah, because when people think of Kazakhstan, for example, like they think of Bora and they don't know anything else about uh, like uh, Kazakhstan. So when I was going, like when that sad thing happened in Kazakhstan where there was protests and everything, mm -hmm. and I was going through Dana's videos and like seeing what people were thinking about it. Unfortunately, there were some people who were like, can you guys tag? Why can't you guys tag Sasha Baron mm -hmm. Cohen, the guy that plays Borat? To help him out hmm. in reality he's not even from kazakhstan hmm. first of all he's banned from kazakhstan the kazakhstan doesn't like him at all hmm. second of all he's jewish like he's hmm. israeli so he's nowhere near kazakhstan so that upset me when people don't know a lot about like uzbekistan or kazakhstan hmm. because just because we're a small country doesn't mean we don't exist and people know us through movies of course i know but i said this before that like everyone has their own bullshit Everybody yeah, exactly. is busy with their own thing. Like exactly, Philippines is very famous now because of mm -hmm. characters and artists and whatnot. But personally, it would have not bothered me if somebody like where's Philippines and like it doesn't bother me because everyone has their own thing to think about. Everybody has their own cross to carry. Everyone has like us. They have their own wars to fight. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's just. For example, Philippines, right? Just because people don't know about Philippines doesn't mean they got to spread misinformation. Mm -hmm, Going back yeah, to Borat, yeah. they say, oh, why can't Borat help? The guy is not even from Kazakhstan, so he can't even do anything. Just mm -hmm. because he played the movie, yes, the movie was great. The first one was great. Mm -hmm. But like I said, he's a dis the movie was a disappointment to Kazakhstan because it made <laughs> Kazakhstan look bad. Of course. But touching base on that, maybe those people that are saying, hey, why don't you tag Sasha... Maybe they're thinking he did something for Kazakhstan. Could be negative, could be positive. Mm -hmm. And since he is famous, maybe that would give voice and give light to the situation. I get it. Totally. That's the one thing when it comes, like for my TikTok platform, right? I've had people say, how come we don't want to talk about like the big po po political like war zones and what's happening in the world? Mm. I, it's just, I want to, but I'm, I don't want to be like, I don't know a lot about like politics, like mm. only like the basic stuff. So if I say something and it's and I'm misinformed, then it makes it looks bad on me. That's mm. why when people say, why can't you talk about it? It's because I don't want to spread misinformation and, you know, put myself in a bad place and get canceled mm -hmm. or put and put the country at a bad place. Because, like I said, it's misinformation. Yeah, that's great. That's a great point. But. Listen, man, I like with the podcast, I just talk shit, you know, exactly. there's so much, I get it, like the representation and, you know, voices for it. Mm -hmm. I just want to talk shit, dude. That's what I want to do. I want to talk to people from different countries like Uzbekistan or whatever Stan. I want to, I want to know how get they're to know the people was. more. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, know? I'm the same way. I'd love to learn more about like Philippines, for example. Mm -hmm. I want to try different cultural foods, maybe one day Philippines. Filipino food, you know. Mm. I'm sorry if I mispronounced. Like, if that's not how you say. Don't worry about it. I, well, people are Filipinos and countries Philippines, but don't worry about uh, it. It doesn't yeah, bother. Yeah. Uh, Again, yeah. I, I, it doesn't bother me that people mispronounce. They, bro, there's so much information in the world. Not everyone can know it. Exactly. People these days think you gotta know everything when it's not even true. Yeah. So let's go back to you a little bit. How was growing up in Uzbekistan? Um, growing up in Uzbekistan, it was amazing. Um, I, I lived in Tashkent, like I said, in Tashkent, it was like the city. So my dad was a doctor. My mom was a, uh, a daycare teacher. So I went to work with my day with my mom. My dad was like a famous drama surgeon and 
we had a great life. And then one day they decided to be like, hey, let's move out. Let's go to America. Why? And, well, to this day, Uzbeks, people in Uzbekistan, they want to come to America because it's like the, it's like, wow, it's like the dreamland. Mm. And then when you're like me and you lived here for a long time, you're like, it's not the dreamland. It's like a shitty place. Not like, no offense, like not all of it, but mm. you know. I mean, there's no perfect country. Yeah, there's not know. perfect. Exactly. Yeah, when you it's see, just my opinion. <laughs> yeah, when you see posts of people like, you should move to Denmark or Canada. Like, listen, I live in Canada. I love Canada. It's pretty amazing. But there are racism here too. Exactly. I have a friend in Canada. She's also Uzbek. And she was posting about like the anti-vax rally. And I was mm -hmm. like, I've been to Canada before. I went to Montreal. I'll be honest. The culture, the food was great. The one thing I hated mm -hmm. was the roads. I don't know what was going on in their heads. <laughs> I don't know what was going on in their heads. Like once it was a school trip, right? Mm. So one second I'm going up and then I'm like, okay, that's good. And then the next second it goes down and then I'm like, okay, that's okay. And then it goes to the left and to the right. I'm like this guy, like the guy that like designed the streets mm. must've been high or drunk or something. Cause like it was really upsetting. Yeah. Unfortunately, Montreal is famous for bad roads. I mean, we have horrible roads, like potholes. Yeah, I thought American roads were bad. Oh, yeah, we're bad. It's, it's, it's unfortunate, but get off my Montreal. I love Montreal. No, I love Montreal. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. The culture, I, I took French for a year, and then I fell in love with it, and I want to mm. continue it, but then my new school didn't have it. But yeah, I, I loved it. Like, the people were so nice. The money, oh, my God, so cool. You guys are so cool when you, that you have yeah. plastic money. When I first <laughs> saw that, I was like, oh, man, I got to invest me in some of these. Did you know that... It, you, there's a sign there. There's a maple leaf. If you scrap, like rub it, you can smell it. It will smell like maple syrup. Yeah, I think I think this was. Yeah, I think when I went there, it was, there was like it was the, the eighth grade I went there. So it was a long time ago. What year was that? Uh, eighth grade. So I'm what? Um, it's junior in college. So 2016, 2015. Okay. No, wait, no, 2014, 2014, 2013, 2014. Yeah, that yeah, year. I think we have that money already. Yeah. So. Man, that's a good life, man. Surge your dad's a surgeon? He was a surgeon, but he was a surgeon. But now, American, you know how it is in America. You got to start all over again. And yeah, so, okay, let's talk about that. They decided, like, screw this. Even though I'm amazing, let's go to America. Where did you live in America the first time? Uh, when I first moved to America, I lived mm -hmm. in uh, Avenue X. I lived in a small apartment with my family. It was... So my dad came a month earlier than us. So okay. we came June 2010. So he came May 2010. I remember I was crying because I didn't want to leave, see him go. And so we came right after I celebrated my ninth birthday. So I was my birthday is June 1st. Mm -hmm. So we came right after. And then um, my first time in America in the airport, I'll be honest, I was so shocked. So we'll get back on more onto that. Um, so and I see my dad, my dad. I did not recognize him because I haven't seen him in a while. So he looked really skinny. And I'm like, oh, my God, he, this poor man must have worked a lot to, you know, provide for us. So he takes us and we go and he pulls into this. It's in Avenue X. It's in Brooklyn. And then he pulls up to this apartment and then we keep going up the stairs. And then we shared an apartment with a bunch of monks. And I've never seen monks in my life. What this kind of monks? First, um, I don't want to be wrong. Uh, what do you call the ones that were like? The, the like typical um buddhist monks okay okay yeah the one that wear the orange robe and stuff yeah mm -hmm. and then we lived there and then our landlord was a, a monk and then every like other day we they, he used to have guests over and then they used to do like some kind of like ritual or something mm -hmm. i remember it used to be so loud and then it was <laughs> imagine it was me my brother my other baby, he was a baby. My baby brother, he was a baby when we first came here. Mm -hmm. And my mom and my dad, five people in a small apartment. How many and rooms? Uh, I think it was, I don't think there was even a room. Wait, no, there was one bedroom. There was one bedroom. <laughs> I think it was one bedroom. <laughs> it was one bedroom. I remember that. I'm sure your house was amazing in Uzbekistan. Uh, yeah, yeah, trust me. <laughs> I oh missed that. Oh my God. And then I was like, okay, this is, this is okay, I guess. So it was me and my my other brother my the one that's a year younger than me so we we had a private tutor back home to teach us english mm. and so when we came to america surprise surprise they taught us the wrong english <laughs> hear me out 
they taught us the private tutor taught me my brother British English, mm. and that was the most embarrassing thing you could do when coming to New York. Mm. And then, and then my mom since she didn't know English, so we went shopping, and then everything I asked for it was in like British slang, especially in school. So I used to raise my hand and be like in a high pitched voice, like, "May I use the potty or like the <laughs> washroom?" <laughs> and then and i was like where do i throw this rubbish out uh, and then everybody looked weird at me and they were like where is this kid from yeah, yeah. And then i had to take esl to relearn english the correct way and i also had a this my uh, we're still friends this amazing guy and he taught me and my brother english the correct correct way surprise surprise he was from britain so he had to teach us regular english he was an uzbek living in britain so he came to America and he was like a roommate. So he taught us English mm-hmm. the correct way. Took us like what? Yeah, since we were, came at a young age, we learned fast. So it wasn't that hard. Yeah. So you made friends easily in school? No. No. Why? Yeah, because um, I was a foreigner. Um, in my culture, all right, um, it's common for guys to have flat heads. And my head is like, extremely flat what do you mean see. flat head? oh yeah the back is flat yeah because well it's common in my culture but mine is extremely f- flat because when i was a baby i spent most of my infant years instead of developing my head i was in a hospital bed oh. because i was really sick and i was like you know i had to get a blood transfusion what happened so i didn't have to um pretty sure they said it was a uh, tuberculosis or like oh. pneumonia or something and i couldn't stop crying and I, they thought i was gonna die to this day they tell me that story Every time I try to donate blood, they're like, why are you donating blood when we gave you blood? We had to give you blood transfusion. I'm like, you know, I'm trying to give it back, you know? Yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. So, yeah, they bullied me because, you know, I was a foreigner and I had a flat head and I never got along with kids in my school until I met this one Uzbek kid who, 10 years later, I met him again when I moved to my new apartment. And I didn't realize we went to the same middle uh, elementary school. And I was like, wait a second. I know who you are. And he was like, I know who you are. And my mom was like, yeah, you guys went to school together. I was like, and now we're best friends. That's amazing, man. Yeah. So I'm sure you were sad when you're living in America, you know, having a good life in Uzbekistan. And then here is just. Yeah. The, when I moved here, everything changed. Like back home, I was skinny. I never wore glasses. The glasses part came as soon as I moved to America. I, I don't know how that happened. The fat part, I became chubby because uh, American food gets you really chubby. So in mm. a matter of like, what, two, three months, I had school lunch and I gained so much weight. I have like pictures, but it's so horrible. Oh, so, I, I mean, the food is full of sugar. No, we're, we're, no, no, we're known for having like school lunch to get you, you know, plumpy. Oh, yeah. Okay. But... You know, exercise. Yeah, no, trust me. I do exercise. When I exercise, I, I don't do cardio or anything. I go straight into like weights. So mm-hmm. that's bad because when I do weights, like hard, like heavy lifting, mm-hmm. it gets me even more fatter because apparently I'm not supposed to lift heavy weights. So it turns into muscle, but also at the same time, since I'm doing it fast, it turns into fat sometimes. Because if I do heavy lifting, right? If I do it nonstop, I did it nonstop. And then if I stop for a week, all that muscle that I gained, in a matter of two, three months, in a week, it gets back into fat. Because my body's used to nonstop working out. Just consistency. That's just consistency. Yeah. That's, yeah, the, that's right. the only key, right? The amount of times I've heard people tell me that. <laughs> just I'm lazy. Super lazy. <laughs> Everyone's lazy. I promise you. Everyone's... Oh, I'm super lazy. Oh. <laughs> like I'm lazy 2.0. You just, yeah, you know, it's, it's discipline. Just make a plan, follow the plan, and just stick with it. Yeah. I was, I, I did that over winter break. My mm. plan was workout, cardio, workout. Mm-hmm. I did that for a week. In a matter of a week, remember how I said I don't do cardio at all? Cardio is my worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. Day one, I got on the treadmill. I ran a mile in 15 minutes. Mm. I kept that consistency for two, three days. I, in the fourth day, I ran an eight-minute mile. And I was so proud of myself because I've never ran eight minutes, mm-hmm. a mile in eight minutes. And then I worked out nonstop. I started seeing changes. And then my boss at work, he decided to give me like nonstop shifts. And my shifts were like midnight shifts. So like I worked nonstop. So then I couldn't work out at all. And then now I'm here. <laughs> Listen, take it easy on yourself. You're young. Just find a way. You're going to be okay. 
Right. What's the main religion in Uzbekistan? Um, mostly Islam, and mm. then there's also Christianity. What do you practice? I'm I'm Muslim, alhamdulillah. But mm. the where I come from in Bukhara, there's a small group of Jews known as Bukharian Jews. Mm-hmm. That's also a little. It's a big in like back home. Okay. There's most religion is uh, Islam and Christianity. Then there's like mm. Judaism, and then. And you practice Islam like religiously. Uh, I don't want to say too religiously, but I pray like five times a day when I have time, and then mm. I go to like. I started fasting two years ago. I started fasting when I first started fasting. I've never fasted in my life. Uh, I made it like all the way until two weeks left, and then I gave up because I had I was mm. in high school and I had gym, and then lazy excuse. <laughs> and then the next year I did it. I made it fully. So hopefully, inshallah, this year I'm trying to do it again. Mm-hmm. Sorry, let's get back a little bit to your dad. When he moved to America, what kind of job was he? What did he get? He started working as a taxi driver, like every other Uzbek and Tajik that gets here. They start as the TLC drivers. Mm-hmm. Started working as a taxi driver, yeah. And how did he feel, like you know, as a man being well, you know, respected in Uzbekistan, a surgeon, by the way? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I know what you mean. Trust me. Yeah. But I mean, like I said, in America, it's really strict. So when he came here, he couldn't become a doctor right away because it's stupid laws here. And it's sad that some countries don't accept the other countries like uh, medical records. Mm. So to this day, he's still trying to get his records to become a doctor. He's still trying. Yeah, he's a registered nurse right now. Okay, at least he's getting there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he is. But uh, that's that's insane. I, I mean, it's always been an issue, right? Like, oh, you're yeah. from Uzbekistan. Oh, you're the Michael Jordan of surgeon in Uzbekistan. No one cares. You're in America now. Yeah. Exactly. That's a really bad thing. About like, but however, on the other side of it, you have to. I get it because the, the tradition is different here. Like the medicine, medical practices is different here than in, back home. Yeah, I mean, for me at least, review, not like go through the same school. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there was no reason they just wanted a change. That's why they want to move. They wanted to give us a better opportunity in America. That's what every Uzbek Tajik says when they come here. They wanted to give us. They wanted to give us, the kids, a better opportunity. Of course. However, yeah. he was a surgeon in Uzbekistan. Exactly. But still, right now, thank God, we're we're back to, you know, we're on our feet. And I guess that's it. <laughs> mm, for sure. Did they ask you if you want to immigrate or did they just like, you're going? I was a young kid. So they used to ask us, like, oh, how would you feel if you moved to America? And I'd be like, wow, yeah, I'd love to. And you said, yeah, let's go? Yeah, I was a little kid. What do you, I mean, America, I used to watch movies about America. And I used to be like, wow, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. it's like in America. You mentioned earlier about the airport and you find it odd. So what were the first thing in America that you found odd compared to what you were accustomed to? All right. So this, I'm just saying out of courage. I, I haven't told anybody this, but... Back home, I've not seen, I haven't seen one African American. So, because I come from a post-Soviet Russian country, so there used to be like a lot of racist cartoons about that. So, when I came here, this was the first time I saw an African American, and mm. I was really like, I don't want to say shocked, I was surprised, because like I said, I've never seen one in real life before. Yeah. Until I moved here, and then everything was in English, and I was like, wow. And when you saw the like African Americans, how did you feel? Like, oh, they are real. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't want to say they are real, but like the cartoons were wrong. Oh, you know. Oh, okay. Of yeah, like no, no. The, I'm, by the way, I'm just saying, like, you yeah, know, because you don't know, right? Hey, I gotta tell you example a story. Like when I was new here, there I was I was used to work with this old lady. Like she's like really old lady, you know. Yeah. And she remembered the first. She said the first time she saw a. African American or African Canadian, mm-hmm. she said. By the way, this lady is white. Mm-hmm. She said, "Oh, look at the chocolate man." <gasps> wow! And I was like, "What the? F-? <laughs> That's right now." She, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not good. However, so you said that you never seen like like a black person before, right? But you've seen movies. Yeah, but in movies, it's um. I haven't seen like 
African. I don't think I've ever seen African American actors in movies because the movies that I watch. Actually, no, that's not true. I used to watch Terminator, so I did watch them there. But the cartoons that I watched, they were like, like I said, USSR cartoons. Oh, that's what was on TV. So you know, very racist. Yeah, just stop it there. Propaganda. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's funny, man. So. Did the real America reach the version of America in your head when you moved? At first, yes. I'll be honest, it did. I mm. was like amazed. I was like, wow, we're in America. This is like a dream come true for me. And like, there's a lot of opportunities. But now, it's not so much. Why? Because, well, America, uh, the price of living, first of all, unbelievable in New York City. Mm. Unbelievable. You can't buy anything, especially like the minimum wage doesn't match the, like, the price of living here. Mm-hmm. And, And second of all, the amount of like crime, racism I've seen, I've heard, it's upsetting. For sure, for sure. So in elementary, you were bullied. How about in high school? I got, okay, I'll be totally open with you. I got bullied until I transferred in ninth grade. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. How did you, did you fight back? One time I did. Not like I'm a pacifist, so I don't fight actually. Mm-hmm. I use words. Mm-hmm. So I used to make your mama jokes to them. Yeah, that like, would not fly, bro. <laughs> yeah, it didn't fly. <laughs> might, might have gotten in somewhat trouble, but. I mean, hey, listen, I'm not pro violence, but when it's time to go, I'm going to throw hands. Yeah, but the way the model I live by, unless somebody hurts my family or someone I care about. Mm-hmm. I don't really care because like the words are just words. Like, yeah. If it makes them feel better, go ahead. Also, you you practice Islam, so it's yeah, very like, peaceful. It's not even just that. It's just I've always been like a peaceful kind of like pacifist, you know. Mm-hmm. How long you been living in America? Twenty twenty-two. It's gonna be twelve years in June. Do you consider yourself an American? Uh, yeah. Deep no. I'm still an Uzbek. I consider myself an, like a westernized Uzbek, you know? Not too much westernized, but like an, like somewhat westernized, you know what I mean? No, for sure, for sure. Like like me, I'm always going to be Filipino, always, but also Canadian. I look at it like it's water. Like you want, sometimes you're water, sometimes you're a mist, sometimes you're ice. Exactly. You like know? It depends on the situation. Let me give you an example. Go ahead. For example, if somebody asks me where I'm from, And I said, tell them I'm from Uzbekistan. And they're like, and they say a stupid answer. I go like, you know what? Never mind. I'm from New York. I'm from New York. I'm what from stupid New York. answer? Tell me what's the stupid answer. Like Pakistan. Do you mean you're from Pakistan? No. I mean, not even close. That I don't understand that. Like, why would it be Pakistan? First of all, most Pakistani people look like Indian people, right? I don't think it's even about the looks at this point. It's about like their geography. Like I suck at geography, but I think they think all stands, all the countries that end with stands mm. are like the same. Like I had people be like, oh, you mean you're from Afghanistan or Kazakhstan or Pakistan or Tajikistan? I just gave up at the point. I'm like, I'm from New York, born and raised in Brooklyn. Mm. That's where it's at. Stop hanging out with these stupid people. <laughs> It's not, I don't even hang out with them. It's just they come to me. <laughs> like They ask me. They, they want to know about me. And then what can I do? Well, I don't know. Stay away from them. <laughs> I try. I try. I'm just, I'm just a really talkative, friendly guy. What can I say? Are you, were you good in school? Uh, no. Yes and no. I'm not smart when it comes to like math or English. English has always been, will always forever. English and math will forever be my least favorite classes. <laughs> English because English What's is your favorite class, gym? No, 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 no. <laughs> my favorite class, right, uh, it is history. I, I love history and Greek mythology, and I love criminal justice. Okay, criminal justice. Let's talk about that, because uh, currently you're going to which college? John Jay. I'm a junior at John Jay. CUNY John Jay, City University of John Jay. Mm. City University of New York and John Jay, sorry. What are you taking? Uh, I'm a so I'm a I major in criminal justice, bachelor of science, and I minor in uh, theater arts. Weird mix, but yeah. there's a reason. Hey, man. <laughs> It's because if like I want to become like an FBI agent, the, like the, my top goal is FBI. Mm. Start off as a cop, but if that doesn't work out, I'll use my Tata theater arts 
and then play a cop in a movie or a show and then <laughs> still you know i could still fulfill my destiny <laughs> that makes me laugh man yeah. I, I or mean if they need somebody to go undercover there you go i got my theater arts major minor and then i'll be like i can turn it to whoever you want oh i i love this youth in you that like everything is possible <laughs> no i used to not be like that but now i guess it is why i don't know it's just i've always been i'm always optimistic but like before i was pessimistic because you know there's like times were rough and like i thought i was like that smart then like i said wasn't that good at math or english hmm. to this day i still like don't get over 90 in my english papers you're for passing instance, i took exactly but to, for instance uh oral i took oral speech class last semester so you have to write your speech and then you have to present them hmm. i'm a great presenter so I had a hundred at presentation. So you would think she would give me a hundred in my writing, but no, she gave me a ninety. I'm like, okay, so that's good enough. Ninety is good. Yeah, but still, there's like every time I take like writing and speaking, I always get a higher grade in speaking and lower grade in writing. Listen to me, dude. Okay, when a doctor that is a summa cum laude graduates, what do you call him? A uh, doctor. A person that graduates uh, as a doctor. And but he's like, or she's like the lowest in the totem pole. What do you call him? A doctor. Exactly. They're the same. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why the more time goes, the more I'm optimistic. That's why I say anything is possible. I'm good, man. I, I mean, I'm happy. Thank you. Who inspires you? Who inspires me? Um, I guess my dad. Because, mm. like I said, he he had to start his life all over again when he had to move here. So I, I look up to him and I care for him. I care for my family and I try to help out like with my TikTok, like all the money I get, I donate some of them to my parents so they could like, you know, help pay off the mortgage in the house and everything. That's amazing, man. How about mom? What's going on with mom? No, I like, uh, I, I'm, I love my mom too. It's just the question was who inspires me, my father, mm -hmm. but I love my mom as well. Mm -hmm. She's also a strong independent woman. She had many jobs. She's learning English again. And she yeah. never seems to surprise me. That immigrant mentality, man. Hustling. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Are you conscious of representing your cultural background in your everyday life? No. Are you kidding me? I love representing my cultural background. Before this interview started, mm -hmm. I was blasting Uzbek music. I took a video. I love listening to Uzbek music. I love Uzbek food. I eat Uzbek food at home. I, my parents always cook Uzbek food. I love taking my friends out to try Uzbek food. Mm. And I just love my culture in general. Like, I'm, like I said, I will forever and always be in Uzbek and Tajik inside. Mm. That's what I mean. That's, are you conscious of representing your cultural background? Oh, does that, as in like, do I love doing it? Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Sorry. I'm a little... This is okay. So, what do you wish more people knew about Uzbek people? Uzbeks? Um, I guess we're just not a country that Borat... You can't... When you think of Uzbekistan, you can't just think of Borat, okay? First off, we have beautiful... Like, for example, the picture behind you, that's a beautiful... We're known for our beautiful art architectures. Mm -hmm. uh, we were part of the Silk Road, Samarkand, um, one of the, uh, the lands in Uzbekistan. It was part of this Silk road to tra travel from Europe to Asia, I believe. So we have beautiful mosques, beautiful architectures. We're known for our amazing food, amazing music, not so amazing people. Why? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. They're, sometimes they're mean. Sometimes they're not. But you have to be mean to survive. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. But, I mean, you don't have to be mean, but, but yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But I love my culture. I'll never like I'll pass it on to my kids and help other people learn about my culture. That's awesome, man. Do you wear the the like national clothes or? Um, I don't. Well, back home, whenever I go back home, if there's like an event, I do it. Hmm. I think the next event I'm wearing I'm wearing one at is my wedding, hmm. probably because there's no other um, nothing else is gonna happen. I mean, engagement, but nothing else is gonna. You have a girlfriend. Make me wear it. No, never had one. It was against my culture. Anyway, oh, yeah, yeah, you're Muslim. Have you tried? Mm -hmm. 
Uh, yes. Failed multiple times. Hey, shooter shoots, bro. Yeah. That's the thing when it comes to being a pessimist. <laughs> Why do you think you fail? Is it because of personality or because of your background? I think it's more of my personality and, to be honest, my looks. Because, like, some people, I guess, like, I I think I'm attractive most days. Most days not. Everybody has their bad mm. days. But I think it's more sometimes my personality. I think it's too much for people. What do you mean? Like, all right. I hate when people do this, but I'm going to do it either mm. way. I'm a Gemini, so my personality is straight up Gemini. Like I'm, oh, I have, I'm so energetic. I like love making people laugh. I love talking. Love meeting new people. Love trying new things out. I think some people aren't used to that, you know, being so open and adventurous and mm. living a lifestyle like mine. What can I say? Nobody's used to the Habibi lifestyle. If I may say. Stop hanging out with these stupid ass people, man. Look for good uh, people. People that Yeah, I tried. I met a lot of great people this year. Like Dana's one of them. Yeah. Um, I met another great uh content creator. Her name is Malika. Mm -hmm. She's fun fact, she's Uzbek and she and she's Turkmeni. She's never been to Uzbekistan, but she knows more about my own country and her country technically, but she's never been there than me. Yeah, but that's just it's like when someone changes their religion, that person will be so zealot about the religion. He will read, he will study it. And like, yeah, she's, she has so much patron. Uh, she's so patriotic when it comes to Uzbekistan. And I just love it. And then thanks to her and Dana and all the other Uzbek creators I met, like I'm becoming more and like trying to teach other people about my co uh, country and culture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you should make more videos towards. Yeah, those. I'll make more videos making fun of my own people. <laughs> I mean, Americans and my own. People. Yeah, I mean, I mean, not just <laughs> making fun, but like, you know, say, hey, by the way, this building, like what I, the wallpaper behind me, no one can see, yeah. but, you know, but like, say, by the yeah. way, this is that. Yeah, 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 for sure. That's why I'm trying to plan more stuff. You know, meet more Uzbek creators and get together, and then you know, make like a like a collaboration between other Uzbek creators and, and Central Asian creators, not just any Uzbeks. I'm down for any Central Asian creators to teach people more about Central Asia in general because not a lot of people know about that place, not that little place in the map. And I'm not going to lie, I'm probably in that basket of people not knowing much. No, it's okay. That's why this is why I, me and the other creators, not definitely not, I'm like 10% of it. Mostly it's like Dana and Malika and all the other creators that do most of the work to teach other people about it. I just do the entertainment part, you know. Hey, you need you need someone to laugh, right? Like <laughs> exactly. So let's talk about your TikTok. You're a celebrity on social media. Can you explain what kind of content do you create specifically? Um, I don't I am I guess you could say I'm a celebrity. But nobody knows what it looks like because I I rarely post my That's face. That's the best kind because so, you can go to places without no one bothering you. Yeah, some I guess, but you know, sometimes a little attention won't hurt, you know. <laughs> From the ladies, uh, not just. <laughs> and if I want to be friends with more other people, yes, the ladies and the friends, the friends type, you know. I want to meet more people out in the world. I want to make people be like, oh wow, you you're laughing made me you know have a great day. I I have comments that people saying, oh. I love your laugh and like it makes me my day watching your videos and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So to answer your question, my I post reaction videos on TikTok. So I I have my MacBook right in front of me. I sit down or lay down on my bed, put my laptop on top of me, have my phone out, find a funny video, like funny scenes from movies or shows, and just laugh. Like all I do is laugh. People, my laugh is like real, but people. Like, like the trolls, they'd be like, that's a fake laugh. And then you're forcing your laugh. And that upsets me because, like, if I wanted to fake laugh, right, I, it wouldn't be, like, so loud. Like, if it was a fake laugh, it would have been like, ha, 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 ha. But I laugh. When I laugh, like, see, I want to control myself. But when I laugh, I laugh. Mm -hmm. So how do you deal with haters? Do you reply to them or you just let it go? Um, I, Sometimes I reply to them if they, like... Like, for instance, I have people saying, if I have my, I have a series where I say it's called Try Not to Laugh with different movie scenes. But then I have people with like blocked, like default profiles, pictures. So, and then private it. 
So they'd be like me the whole video and they had like the straight face emoji or I didn't laugh. To those people, I had to have fun. Mm. So I say, oh, but did I ask? Or I'd be like, okay, I don't care that I ask. Mm -hmm. The one thing that annoys me, all right? I hate when videos, like there's two types of TikTok creators when it comes to like my type of content. I hate the one that just stares at you with the video playing on top of you. I hate that kind. I would never, I don't know if you ever seen those videos where they just stare at you and the video is playing on top of them. And then there's the ones that don't put the movie name at all. So I, ever since the beginning, actually, no, not the beginning, the middle of my content, like last year, I start posting the names of the movies. But if it's a show, I tell them what season and episode it is. All my videos have those. So then what pisses me off is when people are like, what's the name of the movie or what episode is it? What season is it? It pissed me off so much that I, I have a filter of comments now. I have to go through the filtered comments because a lot of them are like, what's the name of the movie? What season is this? What episode is this? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Some people just don't pay attention, dude. Exactly. So why do you think your videos are successful? Because uh, <laughs> of my laugh. And it's because of funny videos. It's funny scenes. I'll admit, they're funny scenes. They don't want to admit it's my laugh, but deep down I know they know it's my laugh. That makes. I watched some better. videos of it. Uh, your videos, yeah, yeah. You like it? You like my laugh? It's horrible, bro. <laughs> it <laughs> makes you laugh too. Bringing the dollars, right? Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> it is. But listen, I don't have TikTok. I don't think I'll be on TikTok anytime soon. I thought the same way. Trust me, I was like that the same way, and then I posted a video, and boom. I know, but it's it's not my thing. At least for now, I'm not closing the door. Obviously, you know. Yeah. So what steps do you take to make sure you're humble? Humble? Yeah. Towards... Like you have success in TikTok. You know, what does... Uh, the, one of the models I live in life is treat people the same way you want to be treated. So I don't mistreat anybody. Like I have a lot of friends. I always take them out to eat. I always like hanging out with them because I know if it was me, they would treat me the same way. So uh, like I said... I treat people the same way I would want to be treated by them. I don't discriminate. I don't hate on anybody. Unless you hate on me, then you're a loss. For sure. When you show the videos of movies or shows, of course, someone owns that video, right? Someone owns that movie. Oh, no. Sometimes, like, if it's like a skit on YouTube. So there was one incident, right? This video, it was a skit of a guy, these group of people robbing a store, but instead of asking for money, they want compliments. Okay. So I wanted to tag the creators on my TikTok, but I couldn't find them. Mm. So then I, I just posted them and I couldn't find the name of the creators. And then after it blew up, after it got like 10 million views, the creators were like, oh, how come, uh, why don't you give credit to us, the pe actual people? Mm. And then they started spamming my comments. And I was like, first of all, I tried looking for you guys' tags on my Insta on your TikTok. Couldn't find them. So mm. not my fault. When it comes to like skits, I always give credits. Like, because I don't want to get like sued or anything. But the if you're talking about like copyright and like those types. Yeah. I don't think I'm violating the copyrights because I'm not showing the whole movie. I'm just showing a scene from a movie. Like, it's on YouTube. You could find, like, the, you know, Fandango and stuff like mm -hmm. that. I always tag the movie name. So if I tag the movie name, I feel like one video, if a movie scene has, like, 14 million views, that's the most, I think that's the most I got. What the fuck? It was from Kim's Convenience. I don't know. It's a Canadian show. I love that show. Yes. So mm -hmm. I tagged, I always tag them and say, check out Kim's Convenience great show i feel like if i do that it helps boost the oh. it's too late now because it ended clever that's how i clever think. yeah there was a movie that came out last year it just came out so i i watched it and i reacted to it it got combined to, three videos got 20 million views in total so and it just came out it just came out so then I, people started watching it and i think the the rating went up and like the people wanted to watch it so it helps them out that's awesome. So do you think it takes skill to do what you do? Honestly, no. Mm. Uh, actually, when it comes to the laughing part, yes. Because like I said, I hate when people post videos of them just staring at the part and then just having the movie play. 
I don't I wouldn't call it skill. It's just you gotta have some sort of, you know, intelligence to not just post a video of your face staring at the people mm. while the video plays. Yeah. I guess so. I mean it's very entertaining for other people, right? Exactly. You got also you gotta pick the right video to pick without getting, you know, cancelled or uh, uh taken down by TikTok. Mm. Like Kim's convenience video, the scene I did was like when the uh, Abba, the the dad, so you know he's an old guy, so he's not used to meeting transgender people or like the uh, non-binary people. So the episode I did that blew up was, it's his daughter, him, and the customer is, uh, they go uh, they go by Zayzem, not Zayzem, Zayzem, for non-binary people. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure. So then... The dad was like, what is, he basically he didn't know what it was. So he was trying to learn while he's trying to learn his daughter is there making it a big deal, even though it wasn't a big Mm. deal. That's what the show was about the scene. So then after I posted the video, it blew up overnight in a week. He got like 10 million views. And then my whole comment section, it was rednecks, the hardcore Trump supporters fighting literally with people, the LGBTQ people. So I didn't want to get involved because I don't, I don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. So I just let them do it because, you know, it's not my place to do anything because they have the freedom of speech. If they want to fight, they can mm-hmm. fight. But when it comes to, like, really, like, violating their rights, like the LGBTQ people rights, I delete the comments because I don't tolerate that, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. How do you make money off of TikTok? Okay. I'm going to say how I make it, but I'm not supposed to say how much I no, make because no. that goes mm-hmm. against the content. Yeah, I just wanted to let you know. So I'm pretty sure it's based on a thousand views. You get three cents. I think they change it every time. Okay. So that's how it works. Every thousand views, you get three cents, and then it adds up. It sucks, trust me. Um, don't get me wrong. I don't mind getting videos. I mean, money just for laughing and like you know. But they gotta improve the way, the amount of money you get for you know making the videos, because mm-hmm. it's like not fair at all. How much? Like Mr. Beast, he said he made he made seventeen grand. I'm only saying because he posted on online. No, he made a little less than me. He made fourteen point something thousand when he had ten billion views. <laughs> billion. And there's no way that's not enough. If it was YouTube, mm. they would have like you would have made like millions of dollars from that. Okay, so let me understand because I'm an old guy. Okay. Yeah. You post a video, it, let's say it gets, I don't know, 10 million views. Mm-hmm. Where do they get the money? Who gives you the money? How does it work? See, that's a good question. Because I get it from this company. It goes straight to my um. At the end of each month, I get to withdraw the money. I don't know where the money comes from. To be honest, I have no idea where okay. it comes from. You're not the first person that asks me this. I get to do research. Because like, like, all I know is that I get the money, I'm a happy guy, and then... At the end of each month, I get to withdraw the money and then... That's it. I mean, of course, it's from ad revenue, most likely. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's people who... And it pisses me off also when it comes to my content. Since I can't... Like, I was thinking about copywriting my laughter, like my voice. Can you do that? I, can't, I think you can copyright your own voice, laughter, right? I'm not sure. However, there is this uh, podcaster, comedian, Ryan Sickler. He has... A, he recorded his laugh because he has this really like funny, weird laugh. He recorded it and then he made it available for Apple and Android. And you can download it and make money off of it. No, so the point is because the people use my videos and they either post it on TikTok and get my views. Because of your laugh. Using my yeah. laughter, my laughter. And then they post it on Instagram one video got 2 million views on Instagram. And those 2 million views were supposed to be my views because it has my laughter. It, it had my TikTok written on the video, but he tried to crop it and he didn't even tag me. The amount of times that happened to me, I know it sounds stupid when I get mad, but like, no, no, no. It's you my create, laughter. It's your then, art. It's my laughter. Yeah. It's like I have a unique laugh. You can't steal my laugh. Like I'm the one and only one that can have that laugh. Have you tried to speak to this person? Uh, it's multiple accounts. I I did, and then the after like it, the views died down, they tagged me after. They were like, "Oh, I didn't know it was yours." I was like, "Bullshit!" It says my name on there. How can you not know it was mine? Mm-hmm. However, I'm just being 
devil's advocate here, right? Mm-hmm. You're making money off of other people's art, meaning their shows and their movies. Yeah, but those shows and movie scenes are available on YouTube, so it's not me making money off of it. I'm making, I'm recording a YouTube video, which was posted on like Fandango and all those websites. But I tag the creators, like I tag the movies, I tag the actors. I see what you're saying. I get what you mean. You know what I mean? Like you still decreated it, and then you tag yourself there. I mean, of course, it helps. That's why I'm posting more and more skits of my own stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, show the beautiful face of yours. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I do it, my views drop dramatically. <laughs> <laughs> I posted a video yesterday about like how people like Uzbeks, Tajiks, and Russians talking bad about me, and then with the rat face, I went from a hundred thousand views to three thousand views. You just have to work for it. It's you, yeah. you know what I mean. Like you, you yeah, have. But re- I feel like the more. Go ahead. The, I feel like the more I post on my face, the more TikTok will want to verify me because then at least I have some kind of content, you know. Exactly. I mean, yeah. this is like how I would approach it. Who am I to say? But I'm going to say it anyway, right? <laughs> like an artist will find a groove, whatever that is. He will perfect yeah. it. He will be good at it. And most of them, they will be famous for it, right? Mm-hmm. But a great artist... Is the one that screw that I'm done with that I'm gonna do something else. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's why I started doing something else. Exactly. Yeah. You know? So I guess that's your goal for the account. Uh, I'm trying to build my Instagram. Like with the pictures I post on Instagram with my photographer, mm-hmm. I'm trying to make that so like acting agencies can find me and like help me, you know, be an extra in a movie or like like modeling or something. I don't care. Anything. Mm-hmm, of course. Uh, like my goal this semester was to become an extra in one movie mm-hmm. or show. Doesn't matter. Preferably like Law and Order because I love Law and Order. Yeah. Have you tried going for like, I don't know, casting calls? Um, There's websites that you got to pay like $200 per month to do that. And I'm, I'm trying to find free ones and like, I don't know, no such luck yet. Yeah, I mean, hey, listen, dude, you're crushing in TikTok and no one can tell you what's up. You're your own boss. Focus and make money. Yeah, yeah. but still, you know, like I said, I'd love to be in like an extra in like criminal. Uh, no, not criminal minds. That's over. Um, Law and Order, SVU, Law and Order, Organized Crime, Blue Bloods, all these cop shows. I'd love to be an extra for. Why do you like those shows? Cop shows? Yeah. Because it's like, it's my type of, like, I, I feel like. I I feel calm when I watch the shows. Like I love watching those shows, like the cop shows or medical mm. shows. I know even though they're not real, it's like still entertaining to watch, you know. It's like it gets my mind off things. Shows and music are the way and movies are the way to calm me down. Definitely, definitely. So what advice can you give to people that wants to be a content creator? Um I I guess you just go for it. Don't like don't let anything stop you. Because you never know. You might be like me, who's a nobody. But then one night you post a reaction video and then you blew up. Because people these days are bored during quarantine. So just go for it. What was the video that went viral for you? Uh, it was the Martin Lawrence and the guy that plays um, National Security. You ever watch National Security? No. So basically, um, this was during like the Black Lives Matter movement. So this is... I had no idea. I, like, I didn't make the correlate. The correlation. The, yeah, that <laughs> <laughs> until like the comments started coming in, and I was like, "Ah, oh, shit! Here we go." Um, so there was a scene. This black guy, Martin Lawrence, he tries to uh, um, break into a car. Mm. So, and then the cop comes in, and then the, the guy is like, "Oh, oh, you think I'm stealing the car because I'm a black guy?" And then. This is my car. You can't say anything. And then out of nowhere, a bee comes in. So the guy, the African-American guy, apparently is allergic to bees. So the bees there, the cops there. So the guy's like, ah, oh, don't let him sting me. I'm going to have a deathly allergic reaction. And then there's people surrounded everywhere. So the guy takes his baton, right, to swat the bee away. And then while he's hitting the bee, it looks like he's hitting the African-American guy. Yeah, yeah. And then people start pulling out their phones and they're like, oh, look at that. Basically, the guy, the cop loses his job 
And the guy comes in with a fake cast on his neck and saying, oh, yeah, he beat me up because I'm a black guy. So, that so was why do you think he went viral? Um, like I said, it was during the Black Lives Matter movement. And it was a funny scene. I only find like funny scenes that are like, I did some sad scenes. They don't work out that well. But, <laughs> oh, no, when I say they don't work out that well, I mean like it, like, it went viral, hmm. like 100,000 views. But it was a scene from American Sniper. The scene where he has to kill like a terrorist kid. Mm-hmm. I saw, I thought, oh, wow, it's going to be a sad scene. People went overboard and the races started coming in. They were like, oh, if I was the, co- the soldier, I would have shot that terrorist too. And I was like, okay, you know what? No more. <laughs> No more. No more. <laughs> That's funny, man. So that happened, and then you continued making more videos? Yeah, I just I did it nonstop. How many videos do you post? Like, how consistent are you with it? Um, Like, last time I posted, it was like three days ago, I think four days ago. It depends on when like, I have an idea. I'm like, oh, my God, I have a good idea on what to watch. Sometimes I run out of ideas on what to watch, so I just rewatch old movies, and I still laugh as much as I do because, mm-hmm. like, I love movies. Like I said, yeah, that's. I mean, when you told me about your account, I'm like, I'm I'm gonna check this kid's uh, account, and I'm yeah. like, this boy is making f- million views, just laughing. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, like fun facts. I'm on Famous Birthdays too. What's that's that? another thing you guys should check out. It's like this app and website where like people, like celebrities and like athletes and everything. You got to request to be on it. So I'm on it. I was the number one TikToker from Uzbekistan. From Uzbekistan, not in Uzbekistan. I was the number one from Uzbekistan for like a good three weeks. But then my views started dropping. So now I'm like the number third TikToker. I was top 20,000 worldwide. Wow. And now I'm back down to 50,000. What happened? Place. You show your face? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. They saw my face. They're like, oh, shit. Now nah, we're here. We're going to no, no, no. I mean, some people just, they just. No, TikTok's like... stupid with their algorithm. Like, the way I think of, this is the algorithm for me. Mm. Each month, I have a video that goes super viral. Last month, I had two videos 10 million views and 14 million views, I think. This month, I still haven't had a video that goes viral. My old video is still going, like, getting views. Okay. I'm trying to get a video that gets, like, more, like, but your old videos, they could still make money, right? Like as soon as they get... Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like as long as the views keep coming, the money keeps going. Wow. But can you put your video in on TikTok to Instagram? Can you cross it? I tried. Um, not so many views. <laughs> Only the videos that... Like I had a video. My first ever video had a million views on Instagram because mm. I reacted to it. It was a really sad scene. It was like Kevin Hart show that he did mm. uh, on Netflix. It was a really good show, but it was a sad scene. It had a million views. No, it had two million views. My first ever million views on Instagram. But that had 11,000 likes. In TikTok, that would have had at least 200,000 likes. Not 11,000. But I'm grateful for it. Holy you know? shit. Your I, phone I still, must probably like fucking going nuts. With- I, no, trust me. I don't. I know. I, I my if you see my Instagram followers, they don't match my TikTok. No, I mean like when in TikTok, obviously, if somebody likes your video, it pings you, know, right? Uh, they don't send it me nonstop. They just send me like some like there's a lucky person that I get to see notification from. I don't know how it works. I just get like one or two notifications. Mm, man, I. But when I open my TikTok, mm. I always get like 99 plus notifications on there. Why do you think it doesn't transfer to Instagram? Your celebrity or your whatever you want to call it. Uh, because people don't want to add my Instagram, I guess. Because <laughs> they're too big. I have my Instagram tagged on my TikTok, so all you gotta do is press that Instagram logo. Mm-hmm. And I even on my videos, I say, "Please add my Instagram." Now, like the people don't do it. No, no one wants to take that extra step. Yeah, exactly. That's why you ha- people are extremely lazy. They, you have to like feed them. Yeah, but like I said, I started posting more Uzbek skits, like my my, my culture. I gained about like a hundred followers from that. Mm-hmm. Like other Uzbek people, <laughs> I think they found it funny, and some people didn't find it funny, but <laughs> most of them did. <laughs> mm-hmm. Listen, dude, it's been fun doing this. Before we close out, do you have anything to say? Um, no, I guess just check out my TikTok, Habibi under—I mean, Habibi underscore React, and my Instagram, Aziz underscore Habibi underscore Sharapov. Also, please check out my photographer. His name is Gary. He's tagged on my Instagram. And check out my great friend Malika's page. 
Uh, she has great uh, skit, uh, skits about Uzbek culture. And finally, my great friend, Dana. She has amazing um, skits. Also, if you're ever in New York, yeah, she owns a great restaurant. I'm going to try out tomorrow. So, All right, my man. Have a good evening. All right. Thank you. Thank you for everything. Bye. Again, Aziz, thank you for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, listeners, for listening. This is Endel Yosa for An Immigrant's Life. I'll see you guys later.